Welcome to our podcast, We Got the Nod. A new and bold internet radio show designed for those who are on a conscious path of awakening. We are here to uplift and inspire you, to share practical tools and techniques to assist you stepping into your highest expression as spirit having a human experience. We will get raw and real, sharing kundalini yoga, music, poetry, and mantra, and so much more. Let us open our hearts and minds to our true potential, making the impossible possible, the surreal real. Let's begin. Satnam. This is Hariram, coming to you from... Beautiful Lake Atitlan, Guatemala. It's early January, New Year 2023, 2023. And often when we pass through a transition to a new year, there is renewed hope, an opportunity to, to reevaluate, and realign ourselves potentially with our divine purpose or soul purpose. I love this term, soul purpose, because of the the double meaning, the word soul, of course referring to human spirit, that part of us which is eternal, undying, and as well meaning singular, solo, one, one purpose. It's beautiful, isn't it? One purpose is our spiritual identity and destiny. How can it be anything else, anything but that? And I would go even further to say, what of this human condition we can call misery, is it possible that the human condition, that is, human suffering, misery, is simply that, the refusal, the ignorance of the fact that our sole purpose is our sole purpose, that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so, in a way, we all have a mission, according to, to God, to Source. As we say, Heavenly Father. Why? Why do we say Heavenly Father, Mother Earth? These are all good questions. When Mary 
confronted her son Jesus on the path after his enlightenment. Yes, I, I see it that way. I, I choose to see his story as a human, um, a man born of flesh, attaining the highest enlightenment. And so, when confronted by his mother, Mary, his response was, You are not my mother. Implying that she was. She was his mother. He's not judging her. And he is telling her that he is reborn as the Son of God. So we say, Heavenly Father. And for me, then, it's impossible to speak of miracles and not speak of God, of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. However you define this. However, having arrived at this point, turning 60 this year, next month actually, uh, as a young elder, I would say further that be conscious, be aware of how you define God, um, or how you define yourself. Some people still choose to use this word agnostic, which to me implies ambivalence, confusion, even laziness. I'd rather the person say, tell it like it is, I'm atheist. You know, it's all or nothing in my book. Either one is all in with God, or out. There's no in-between. It's either or. Which reminds me of one of my favorite acronyms. I love acronyms. English language is full of them. Ego, for example. Yes, we could also equate ego with the human condition, suffering. And as an acronym, precisely that, it stands for, are you ready? <laughs> ego stands for edge God out. Edge God out. Remember this. Knowing this we can quickly, efficiently put ego in its place with simple techniques. Breath, awareness, slowing down, going within, hand over heart. Make your best prayer. 
chant a mantra, such as And then, when we're done with the affirmations, prayers, sacred mantra, we inhale deeply and suspend the breath, gently applying mulban, root lock. We suspend the breath, life force. Of course, cannot go stagnant. It's still moving, circulating within the body temple. We are containing that life force, which, yes, I also like to refer to as the God force. What is prana? What is chi? What is the nad? Yes, in Sanskrit, the meridians are referred to as nadis, through which flows the nad, the holy nad, the sound current, the vibration. What is this nad, this prana, chi? I've been asking this question for better part of three full decades as an instructor of kundalini yoga and a therapist, uh, having studied Eastern medicine, shiatsu specifically. And the answer that came to me, of course the answer is always simple, isn't it? Chi, prana, is God, is love. God is love. Thus, I interchange the words life force, God force, love force. When our channels are open, the nadis flowing with prana, chi, nad, we are we stand blessed. It is that simple. This is the very root of Eastern medicine, as I have learned. View it. That enlightenment, bliss, miracles are our birthright. Knowing God Trusting in God, this is a foregone conclusion. A benevolent God, all-loving God, would only wish for us as his 
sons and daughters, the utmost joy and prosperity, good health. Mm-hmm. And thus the questions, when the mind, when the ego is triggered, the doubts, If this is true, if, this, if God exists, and God is love, then why the suffering? Why do I have this chronic pain in my body? Why are the doctors recommending pharmaceuticals and possibly surgery to remove the malignant tumor in my body? These are heavy words, malignant, cancerous, and the like. And again, from the Eastern perspective, all of these symptoms arise when the flow of chi, the life force, God force, prana, is in blocked, is stagnated. And speaking of um, terminal diseases, miracles happen all the time. We've all heard stories, perhaps it's happened to you or someone very close to you, someone in your family who is diagnosed with terminal cancer, for example, stage four cancer. And all the experts agreed that they had, say, six months to live, one year. And 12 years pass, and they're still alive. Would that be considered a miracle? I would say yes. Let's define the word itself from Merriam-Webster, miracle, the noun, is defined as an extraordinary event, divine intervention in human affairs, an extremely outstanding or unusual event, thing or accomplishment, and finally, a divinely natural phenomenon experienced humanly as the fulfillment of spiritual law. So, we see by most definitions, miracle implies something extraordinary, something divine. God. So as we enter this new year, a year full of promise, and I do feel great promise, my intuition informs me that this is a pivotal year 
we have suffered as a human race these last three years with all of the draconian lockdowns and mandates, police state, nonsense, censorship, and on and on. This is the year, I feel, the tide is going to turn and potentially dramatic tsunami kind of turn of the tides. Yes, it could get messy. However, I see it, I feel it as divinity, as God, and all of his ministers, his prophets, Yeshua leading the way, the angels, the archangels, this immense body of light beings, avatars, saying, enough, this is, our time has come, our time of fruition, of rebirth, of dispelling, finally dispelling the darkness, once and for all, and hence the prophets who envisioned this time, this time of profound change, called this age that we are entering now, among other things, they said, they prophesied, 1,000 years of peace. Imagine that. Imagine 1,000 years of peace on our beautiful planet Earth, Mother Earth. It's not easy to imagine for many of us, I, for one, I was born uh, the year that JFK was assassinated in Dallas, Texas, loved by millions. He was gunned down in cold blood. Of course, this was at the time of uh, Vietnam. Uh, uprising and uh, many other atrocities around the world. And thus I was born into, like many of us, we were born into this time of strife, whether it was in the 60s, the 70s, it continued. Uh, terrorism. Increased in the 70s. And so, a thousand years of peace, what does that mean? How and how to transition? It's happening. This is the miracle of miracles, perhaps. Um, what we can also refer to as the rapture or the great awakening. To speak of miracles, I cannot speak of miracles without speaking of prayer. Prayer and God, they go hand in hand, don't they? 
And I believe that the the level of prayer, like devout, pious, organic prayer globally is on the rise in these last three years. It's reaching a critical mass. And remember, critical mass requires only a fraction of the population. Years ago, I thought critical mass was, say, 7% of the human population, until I was corrected. We don't even need that many. Less than 1% is enough. It's the power of love, the power of the human spirit. What is it? It is divine spirit acting through us, flowing through us, through our meridians, enlightening, uplifting. And I'll get to the etymology of miracle, the word miracle, in a moment. First I want to share some of my favorite, very favorite affirmations. And for me, affirmation is is really another word for prayer. Affirmations work like prayer when we come from the heart. We really take time. We don't have to go down on our knee, per se. You could, of course. I do sometimes. Um... But energetically, yes, to offer our full being to this higher source, to to surrender our will, thy will be done. We surrender the, the small self to the greater self, to the God self. Thy will be done. So here, check this one out. My life is a continuous stream of miracles. Say it with me. My life is a continuous stream of miracles. Feel it one more time. My life is a continuous stream of miracles. Satnam ekonkar satnam wahiguru. Amen. Blessed be. Hallelujah. Imagine that. Yes, as if imagining a thousand years of peace. Imagine that your life is a continuous stream of miracles. which is very similar to another affirmation that Yogi Bhajan, I give credit for, he said it this way, he said, I do not believe in miracles. I rely on them. I do not believe in miracles. I rely on them. Beautiful. What is he saying? It's not enough. It's not enough to believe. This is the mind again, the ego. 
which we all know can sabotage the the best <laughs> of our intentions if if left unchecked remember ego stands for edge god out thus yogi bhajan says correctly i rely on them i do not believe in miracles i rely and in relying i believe he is saying that i know that my life is a continuous stream of miracles i open to this truth because if we are open if we can surrender to a higher presence god for some god is represented by a master such as jesus yeshua or gotam buddha an angel perhaps <clears throat> thy will be done sacrifice sacrificing the small as self to the divine self the omnipotent omnipresent god self that enlightens the world and this is the miracle isn't it to awaken to be reborn in god is the miracle of miracles and thus we say jesus king of kings miracle of miracles the highest we need we needn't be miserly with our joy and our abundance no less our gratitude gratitude this is a miracle in itself and in my view an important seed miracle before we can experience the full wow right? my life is a continuous stream of miracles yes the prerequisite miracle is but i've come to know the limits of mortality of ego edging god out and i surrender i make a solemn vow right now this moment and the moment after to edge god in and the good news is when that person is ready and sincere full devotion bhakti it happens like that in a flash Here at the School of Nod, we are pleased to announce the opening of the Sound Temple in beautiful San Marcos, La Laguna, Lake Atitlan, Guatemala.
The Sound Temple is a unique geodesic dome and community space dedicated in devotion to the exploration of the universal sound current, Nod, sound healing, and sacred music. If you should decide to visit the majestic Lake Atatlan, we would love to meet you in person and cordially welcome you to attend one or more of our weekly sound baths, kirtan, meditations, tantra play shops, and more. And we are delighted to announce that we now offer sound facilitator trainings and certifications here at the Sound Temple. And soon we'll be offering the same training online for a growing global community of Nod yogis. To learn more, please go to www.schoolofnod.com or look for the School of Nod on social media and YouTube. You may also find the Sound Temple San Marcos on Facebook and Instagram at Sound Temple San Marcos. Now, back to the podcast. WGTN Guatemala. Grace descends, and it can be overwhelming, even frightening. We've been so misled. There is no doubt now, certainly in these last three years, we've been able to witness this uh, firsthand, the presence of darkness or evil in this world, on this planet. And of course, Evil has always existed, to some extent. Certainly in our stories, the scriptures that we know and have shared over millennia all speak of this, this epic battle, if you will, between good and evil, between God and Satan. Again, for me, I don't choose so much to personify God or Satan. Certainly we can look for these qualities in people in our lives and leaders. It's not difficult to see the satanic presence now in the world of politics and uh, entertainment, Walt Disney, for example, all of Hollywood, really. Um, mm -hmm. I like to define it now as a, a Marxist agenda. Knowing that Marxism, at the very core, is all about the annihilation of God and family. They, they both have to be completely dismantled, destroyed. And of course, it's impossible. But <laughs> that's why Marxism has never lasted, it never succeeded. Because God is 
omnipotence, all-powerful, the power of love, knows no bounds. This is why we all love these epic stories. Now, of course, portrayed in film. All the great epic films. Which I'm like Avatar, for example. Good triumphing over evil. That's the payoff. This is what we all pray for when we are invested in the story and the characters and their epic struggle. Because we know and we part of that narrative is that the, the dark forces will take advantage, use all kinds of means, deceptive means often, of course, to defeat the, the hero and the heroine. The odds seem completely stacked against the hero and the heroine. Of course, that's what makes the story all the more fascinating and exhilarating when they do overcome the odds. Again, Miraculous? Yes, I think it's a very good, uh, obvious example of miracle in our lives. The, the miraculous. And one thing is completely clear and evident in these stories and essential to that improbable victory over darkness, over Satan, and that is love, divine love, of course often expressed between a man and a woman. Two lovers. And often there's a third, the child, the divine child. Perfect example. It's a beautiful life. The Italian film, my God, what a masterpiece. And this is the Trinity the husband, the wife, and their beautiful child, innocent child. And then having to fight against impossible odds in fascist Italy. <clears throat> Beautiful story. So inspiring. So the human heart is good at its core. The tiny heart is pure love. Why we, we, we love and always root for the, the underdog in these stories. And if the villain does not get their comeuppance, then we, we don't feel satisfied. Yeah? It's rare that we see this in, in film um, or any storytelling because... There has to be a payoff, even though life doesn't always seem to go that way. Sometimes the payoff is delayed and delayed some more. 
the great inventor Einstein. I say it with some hesitation because there are conflicting stories about Albert Einstein. However, he was a Pisces and uh, has some beautiful quotes attributed. So I attribute this one to Albert Einstein. It is universal for me. Another way of defining miraculous, the adjective. What is miraculous? What does it mean? Well, Einstein put it this way beautifully. He said, We have really just two choices in life. And the choice is simple. One, to see everything, everything in our life as miraculous. Or, two, to see nothing in our lives as miraculous. Which do you choose? <laughs> I love the all-or-nothingness of this quote. of this maxim, because I believe it's true. The good news is, and this is important to <laughs> qualify that one can change. The only constant in the universe is change. Thus, to see nothing as miraculous is another way of defining the human condition. The fall from grace, original sin, all of that. Thus it is our challenge since to move from seeing nothing as miraculous, the mundane, the, the turmoil, the suffering, the questioning, the, even why, why am I here? Depression, suicidal thoughts, all of that. And somehow, hope beyond hope, coming to the realization that, <laughs> that we had it completely backwards. That, in fact, it is true that everything in life is miraculous. My life is a continuous stream of miracles. And as we draw to a close, I'll speak about gratitude. Gratitude is essential to our transformation, to healing that misery, the human condition, to see everything as miraculous is to be in a state of grace. Notice how grace and gratitude are so similar because they are 
interconnected. Gratitude is surrender, is devotion and praise, humility, because there's no way of earning this, what I'm speaking of, it is beyond value, there's no price, there's no amount of work one can do to earn it. So, remember this. Anytime you may steer away from the miraculous to the mundane, notice it first. Awareness is key. Oh, oh look what I've created. I know it might be easy to blame someone else, to blame the economy. Joe Biden. <laughs> but then saying, no, no. I'm responsible for my life, for my experience, my life experience. How can I come back to the miraculous? Gratitude. Gratitude. Say it out loud. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this beautiful day. Perhaps it's raining. The rain is a miracle. It's miraculous. Have you ever danced in the rain, naked, singing to the skies, to the heavens? And even if you have, do it. Do it again. That's your assignment. <laughs> I have done it many times. Mm best barefoot on wet earth hmm. communing with the elements the basic elements the stuff which is all God it's all God it's all nod it's all vibration manifesting sometimes in dense and and other times, more subtle ways. See the miracle in everything. The human body is a miracle. Beyond, yes, and sometimes the body doesn't function at optimal levels, <laughs> as mentioned earlier. And watch the miracle, the miracle of healing. For me, just watching uh, a wound heal on my body, you know, if, if I cut myself, is a miracle. How does it? How does this work? Because <laughs> um, we don't really have to do much ourselves. We're just keeping the wound clean, as we would, you know, tend a garden to give the wound enough air, enough sunlight perhaps, sometimes better to cover it. Um, and remove any bacteria and such, keep it clean. As a gardener takes care of their, their crops, 
And I love this analogy of the Eastern physician and the Chinese doctor sees the human body as like a garden. And thus, interacting with the environment, internal and external environments. It's a beautiful analogy. To be in nature is and offers us at all times the opportunity to experience the miraculous and the abundance, infinite abundance, creatures, all types and shapes and sizes, and all fascinating. The insect world, for example. What? <laughs> you look at them up close and observe how they interact with, with their environment it is fascinating, miraculous. Do some snorkeling or scuba diving and observe the miracle of life under water in the lakes and the oceans is miraculous. And remember to give thanks, gratitude. So, I did say I would speak about the, the etymology. Um, so here it is. According to Merriam-Webster, the word has roots in Middle English and borrowed from Anglo-French, which was borrowed from late Latin, miraculum, uh, translates as something amazing, a marvel, miraculum, amazing, marvelous, from Mirar or mirari to be surprised, look with wonder at. <laughs> Interesting. Mirari is to be surprised, awed, looking with wonder at something or someone. Of course, the admiration. This is my prayer for myself, my, my loved ones, and for all of humanity in 2023. My prayer is for simplicity and for innocence. This is the other key didn't really touch on in this talk. Could devote a whole talk to this alone, a whole podcast. The innocence, childlike innocence, for me is a vital part of 
this God experience, this grace, as I've defined it, to be in a state of grace, necessitates coming back to our innocence, surrender again. The Divine Child knows that God is in control, if you will, is running the show, and thus can relax, knowing that everything is <laughs> out of control from our point of view, and yet there's a divine order, always, has to be. How do we get here? Science will always fail to the extent that science revokes spirit. Isn't this the classic problem with, with science? Science versus religion. And of course, religions can be compromised, infiltrated. So I'll end with this. Brief mention again, the dark side. Remember, darkness, shadow, evil. How does it conduct itself? How, how does it fight the goodness that is our humanity, our truth, our satnam? The answer is simple. It is through manipulation, and primarily manipulation of our consciousness, the mind. The devil plays with the human mind, the ego, and thus tries and can be somewhat successful in controlling us vis-a-vis -vis the mind, what we think, how we think. The good news is the mind pales and certainly the, the rational mind, the ego mind, pales in comparison to God-self, God-realization, God-mind, if you will, infinitely more powerful. This is the good news. Because to be in uh, misery, the human condition, it can be long, it can seem long and tiring and frustrating, exhausting, hence the term long, dark night of the soul. And yet, when the awakening happens, when the rebirth happens, for real, it's like that. There's a moment of, ah, relief, a moment of breath, like, as if breathing for the first time as if reborn and seeing the world anew as a child sees the world with fresh eyes, open ears, all the senses tingling with prana, life force, God force, receptive. So go forth with confidence and courage in this year 2023
Seth Kirchen and I are so blessed to have this growing family connected through the School of Nad that we co-founded about five years ago. And we see this year, 2023, as a, as a year for profound growth in our school, in our business. Uh, we've just launched an affiliate program um, on our website to reward friends and colleagues uh, for referrals to our facilitator training program, which we're now offering online and in person. Um, and it's, it's a very it's a significant commission that uh, that you can receive by being a partner of the School of Nod. And there are many more opportunities coming in the near future um, to join with us. Our mission is very clear. It is about innocence, about grace, about positioning ourselves individually and collectively for the rapture, for ultimate success, abundance, beauty, celebration. Are you with me? <laughs> Life is too short. Don't forget to laugh. Remember, Charlie Chaplin said it best. He said, A day without laughter is a day wasted. Laughter comes naturally. In fact, it's one of my favorite... Mm, one of the favorite elements I have from all the Enlightenment stories that I have come across in my studies, and uh, Osho played a big part in that, of course, bless Osho. And also in my own, my own awakening, laughter, spontaneous laughter, uh, sometimes never ending, it can seem, to, that can seem to go on for a long time, the laughter of that great release, that, the relief that comes finally releasing our attachment. Attachment to misery and even deeper than this, our attachment itself, knowing that attachment is misery. So remember, my life is a continuous stream of miracles. I do not believe in miracles. No, I rely on them. And we only have two choices in this life. One is to see everything, everything, each and every aspect of our lives and the world around us as miraculous. Or less fortunate to see it all as not miraculous. Which do you choose?
<laughs> Remember, no attachment. <laughs> Blessed be, thank you for listening. It's always a pleasure to share and to receive your feedback. Uh, we really appreciate your feedback. And, uh, until next time, this is Hariram saying Satnam Amen Waheguru and Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe so as not to miss a single episode. We depend on you, our listeners, to build and expand our audience, to share the nod. So, if you like what you hear, please do not hesitate to share with your friends, family, and community. Sign